0: I recently heard the sad but true story of a woman named Sylvia and the Loser List. Apparently, she worked at a company that was doing big things and her boss ran that company in a really strange way. Outside of his office were two big whiteboards where he listed the company's current winners and the company's current losers. Perform well. Get the sale create, add value, and you'd be a winner for everyone to see but mess up, fail, lose a client, and guess where your name would end up? After years of being on his winner list, Sylvia messed something up. And when her name appeared on the other board, she couldn't function. It's weird, the world, and how it works, isn't it? Like these lists of who's a winner and who's a loser. Who's good and who's bad? Who's smart and who's not? We've been speaking in these videos about comparisons and I wanted to tell you that story because our brains sometimes do what Sylvia's boss did. We try to figure out, you know, who the smart people are, the people with potential and intelligence and influence and who the people that aren't really worth our time are. And unfortunately, there are a lot of standardized tests that have a really good purpose, but our hearts can use them in very bad ways. And we can use a a report card in grade school to figure out who's smart and who's not. We can compare GPAs and who's valedictorian and and who's not. We can look at things like ACT or SAT scores. We can figure out by a person's vocabulary who's well-spoken, who's intelligent, who can hang with us intellectually and, and who can't. And I want to tell you, if you're tempted by that, that is so dangerous for your soul. It's going to lead you to one of two places, both of which are bad. Pride or despair. When you're an intellectual winner, you're going to feel proud about how hard you've worked or how much you've studied or the degree that you have or the little initials behind your name. But then maybe you find yourself with people who are a little bit more intelligent who have an advanced degree, who've done things that you haven't, who know things that you don't, who can solve problems that you can't. And when your name gets moved to the loser list, it's not pride that afflicts you but despair. So, what's the answer? Well, the answer is what the Apostle Paul talks about in 1 Corinthians chapter 1. He tells us about a God that isn't picking winners and losers. He is a God who loves the world and who in fact loves to pick the people on the world's loser list to be his own sons and daughters. Listen to this passage from 1 Corinthians chapter 1. Paul says, "Brothers and sisters, think of what you were when you were called." Like do you remember when God called you, when he chose you, when you first heard about his acceptance and his love in Jesus? <laughs> Paul reminds them. He says, "Not many of you were wise by human standards, not many were influential, not many were of noble birth." But God, I love those two words. But God chose the foolish things of the world to shame the wise. God chose the weak things of the world to shame the strong. God chose the lowly things of this world and the despised things and the things that are not to nullify the things that are so that no one may boast before him. I love that. Comparing our intelligence to other people seems fun until it's not. But grace is something that brings us joy every single day. God chose us. God wants us. Because of Jesus, God's not about to erase our name and put it on the loser list. Instead, we, we just have this confidence that we are part of his family and that will never change because of Jesus. So, if, if God may you above-average smart, use it for his glory. Admit it, it's only by his grace that I think like this and I can solve problems like this. And if you're one of those kids who can never compete, if your grades were never that great, if you have friends who use big words that you honestly don't know what it means, think about this. God chose you. The all-knowing God. <laughs> the supreme wisdom of wisdom. He chose you. And serve him with humble faith and with passionate love. Because you never know. At the end of the story, God might use you for the greatest good. I recently read, uh, many decades ago, about this Austrian doctor who tracked the lives of two babies born on the exact same day. A young boy was born very healthy and he seemed to have incredible opportunity in front of him. And a little girl was born with some challenges with Down syndrome. The first family of the little boy celebrated a healthy child. The other family came to grips with the challenges that were ahead of them. Do you know what happened when the doctor followed the trajectory of their lives decades later? The little boy, named Adolf would become one of the world's greatest villains. And the little girl with Down syndrome would become a beautiful example of Jesus' sacrificial love. When her own mother had a stroke, it was she who was by her side, loving her, showing compassion, and with childlike faith, giving her grace. So, enough with the intellectual comparisons. Whatever your scores, whatever your grades, God has a great plan for you. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you for the gifts that you've given to us. They're different, they are unique, and that is part of your good plan. For those listening who maybe are above average on the intelligence scale, keep them humble. And for those who who struggle to keep up with with the standards and the tests, help them not to despair, but to believe that you are a good God who has a great plan for their life. I pray this all in Jesus' name. Amen. Hey, it's Pastor Mike. Thanks for listening today. Uh, You have made it this far into the podcast, which means you have Above average tastes in podcasts? (laughs) That's what I want to tell you about a brand new podcast from my friend, C.L. Whiteside. Uh, Actually, let me let C.L. tell you why listening to his
1: podcast is absolutely worth your time. This is C.L. Whiteside, and you are listening to The Non-Microwave Truth. Why the title, The Non-Microwave Truth? When you just think about a microwave, what's the purpose of it? To speed things up, to be easy, to be convenient. But the truth, is that something that should always be sped up and be easy and convenient? Join me as we search for the non-microwave truths. The truths that oftentimes go against our culture. And not those truths that are undercooked or nuked. Or bottom line, you can just say messed up. Because of our culture's fascination and goal to microwave the process. Search the non-microwave truth wherever you listen to your favorite podcast.